Hello everyone, welcome to V1 Bites. My name is Jishang and thank you for joining us today for an episode with one of our very own V1 project leaders, Carly. Hello, nice to meet you guys. My name is Carly. So today we'll be talking about Carly's experience in B1 and in consulting and just in the general uni life. So to get started, Carly, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, I guess I'm a second year commerce student currently studying at the University of Melbourne. So I'm currently um, majoring in finance and economics. And I would say that, yeah, I'm pretty involved in uni. So then I'm in a few clubs at university, so such Mm -hmm. as like Business One. So currently a project leader in Business One. So I'm actually in another club called MMI. (laughs) So then that's my Melbourne Microfinance Initiative. Nice. And then I'm an impact evaluation officer there. I'm also involved in a cultural club. So I'm involved in the New Zealand Student Society as well. Wow, that's so nice. Um, What are your thoughts on university so far? Like how are you finding it? How's it going? I would say that honestly, it was pretty, it's pretty good so far. It was, I think it was kind of a struggle last year of lockdown. Mm -hmm. So then in terms of like socialising and actually, I guess, transitioning from high school to university with like the lockdown. But then I would say that now because we've been on campus for a while, it's been pretty good. Yeah. And how did you find the move from New Zealand to Australia? Like, is it different or is it pretty much the same? I would say that New Zealand and Melbourne are very similar. So because we're so close, I would say that in terms of culture, it's -hmm. very much the same, which is kind of something that I liked. So Melbourne is like very much just Auckland, but a bit bigger. Oh, really? Yeah. I've never been to New Zealand. Have you been to Melbourne before moving here? Yeah. So I've been to Melbourne like I think twice before I moved here, just on holiday. And what made you decide to come to Melbourne? Oh, I would say, honestly, wanting to leave Auckland. Yeah. Mm, nice. So, People ask me that question as well. I'm like, I just want to leave Brisbane. Yeah. <laughs> honestly, like, just like, I feel like from high school to university, it's like, I feel like I just wanted something different. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. That's so fair. Like a new environment and just meeting new people. Yeah. Nice. I know you're doing a diploma in computing. Mm-hmm. How are you finding that? And what made you decide to do a diploma in computing? I would say that for my diploma in computing, I definitely enjoy my Bachelor of Commerce more. Mm. But then I would say my diploma of computing is something different. And then it adds a little bit of, I guess you could say spice. Spice. Yeah, a little bit of spice (laughs) to my university degree because it's just a good compliment for my degree. And it's a good compliment for, I guess, a lot of jobs I would want to go into in the future so like Mm. for example for management consulting if I ever want to do tech consulting or something like that it will be pretty easy to like go into that just because I would have developed a lot of like the coding skills or like data analytical skills that I would need to like transition so it just make my life easier yeah and is consulting something you want to do after you graduate yeah it's definitely something I would want to explore I reckon Mm. Um, have you done any fun electives that you'd recommend to people? I would say yes, actually. So I did a subject called business negotiations. So then that's that's a winter subject. And I would actually recommend everyone taking it because it's a very fun subject and it's a two week intensive. So during that subject, basically, you learn how to negotiate 
with other people. So it's very much a hands-on subject. And then your tutorials, which does happen every single day. Oh, wow. Yeah, so you're basically just, I guess, negotiating with all your friends. So then you'll be put <laughs> into different situations where you're like, I guess, in a sense, arguing about what salary you would want to have in a job. Or like you could be arguing about like, oh, I think that you should be doing this instead. So like you could be like put in a situation where you're like negotiating for like different projects and stuff like that. And oh, then like cool. if you do it with a lot of friends, it's honestly like pretty fun. It's pretty fun. Have you put any of the skills that you've learned into practice? Um, I would say that yes, in a sense. So then I'll, I would say that the main skill you, you learn from that subject is definitely communication mm. because, and also I guess another skill that you would probably learn is just learning how to ask the right questions to yeah. get what you want, which kind Ooh. of sounds manipulative, but then in a business sense, right, it's very helpful. Oh, are you, are you looking to do any exchanges? In I would. Year? I was actually considering it. So mm -hmm. I would say that in high school, I had my mindset on doing an exchange no matter what. So yeah. I was like, oh, I kind of want to go to an Asian university and like... That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. And like spend six months there and then have something different, I guess, which I guess you can see like, you can identify as like a common trend, me moving to Melbourne and then me wanting something different with the mm. exchange because I feel like growing up in New Zealand and then also now moving to Melbourne, it's very much Western culture. Yeah. Yeah, and then I would just want to experience something different. So then how, and then also just travel as well, I think. Yeah, yeah. that'd be cool. And how are you finding the balance between uni work and social life and all the clubs? Um, I would say that sometimes it's a bit difficult mm -hmm. when there are a lot of commitments for university and um, I guess clubs as well but then yeah. it's all about balance I guess mm -hmm. so then it's just being aware that like oh sometimes I won't be able to socialize like in these few weeks I need like actually like crunch so yeah. then that's like telling your friends oh yeah I have a few assignments this week I'm like very stressed I can't go out and it's very mm -hmm. likely that they will be in the same situation as well no matter like what degree they're doing yeah See, I feel like right now I'm prioritising social too much and especially mm. like staying in college, it's so easy to just talk to people until like 2am in the morning mm. and then we just get, even though we like try to get work done, we go to the ACA, the academic centre mm -hmm. and then we say we're going to do work but we just get carried away with like mm. just talking in general. So I'm like struggling with the uni. Yeah. Oh, not struggling but... I'm quite behind, actually. It just feels like uni is like a side hustle. Mm. But, like, that's not right. We just shouldn't be like that. <laughs> like, I'm here for uni. I should be focusing on uni. Yeah. But it's all about finding the balance between social life and uni. Because, you know, like, FOMO is a big mm -hmm. aspect of being able to say no. I actually need to work on my skill of being able to say no because mm. I just struggle. Yeah, I think that's definitely something you learn at university, honestly. Yeah. Because I think at some point you realise that... You just need to focus, I guess. And then you, like, I guess after a few setbacks, you realise, oh, I need to, like, prioritise, like, whatever responsibilities you have. And then, yeah. Okay, so I think we might move on to talking about your time at B1. So can you tell us about, I know you joined last semester, so mm -hmm. 2021, semester two. So you started as a project consultant. 
Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. yeah. And what project did you work on last year? So I was under Nelson. So we did a project with Pori. So then they were a no-code app development website. And then I think what we mainly did for them was we helped them to create mock-ups and develop marketing strategies to, I guess, increase their visibility in, I guess, the market. So then that was helping them target a lot of the, I guess, um, executives in different companies who might yeah. want to make um, websites but just don't want to pay for the exorbitant fees that developers like charge oh so they just help companies develop websites yep so then they have a few templates on their website so then mm. think of squarespace or think of i guess like wix so wix then, yeah yeah I so then wix. they have a few like templates on their websites mainly focused at i guess a lot of the internal apps that you might want to create yeah and then it's pretty what they do is they simplify the process of just creating that app. So then it's very easy to, I guess, um, change things around on the app and just, yeah. And I guess at the beginning I was pretty confused mm. because a lot of the work that I was doing was purely research. Yeah. And then, but I would say that throughout the trainings through the semester, I kind of got the gist of like how a project is supposed to be structured yeah. and stuff. So then like, for example, throughout like the storylining workshops and like um, the problem solving workshops as well, I mm. I guess through them, I understood how a project is supposed to work. And then I just finally realized, oh, this is what I'm supposed to be doing in a project, which is good. Yeah, that's so cool. And how was your final deliverable? And how was the process of presenting that to the client? Um, so for our final deliverable, we actually create a presentation, which is pretty online to a lot of the consulting projects, which you might mm. do in consulting clubs. And then we've just presented it to the client online via Zoom. Oh, nice. Yeah. Do you, and do you get to do yours in person this year or is it still on Zoom? So this year we actually do get to do it in person. So okay. then I would say that our client is pretty excited right now to see our final deliverable, which is yeah. pretty um exciting but then also pretty scary i guess for my project mm. consultants yeah because they put that expectation on you and feel like you feel like you have to uphold that standard yeah, yeah. i would say that in general as a project leader as well there's just the added responsibility yeah, to make sure, sure that your presentation your final deliverable mm. is of a certain quality yeah. yeah and being a project leader this year what is the project that you're working on now so i'm currently working on a project with gobble or more specifically, aspect plan management. And then they're, they're, they're a business unit of Gobble that focuses on the National Disability Insurance Scheme. Mm. So then they're a plan management company. And what we're doing right now is we're helping them to do some competitor analysis, yeah. um, research more into the NDIS and then NDIS participants, and mm. then figure out how they can increase their visibility in their market. So then not only how they can, I guess, increase their market share, yeah. but then also how they can um, also get more NDIS participants from those that are previously like self-managed. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so, sorry, I'm a bit confused. What does Gobble actually do? So Gobble is, and I would say that to put it simply, yeah, it's a Fendit company that's, helps with 
managing your funds. Yeah. Managing your funds. So then you could think of it as an accounting software. And then it helps you keep track of all your bills that you have. And then I guess figure out where your expenses are going and then simplify the process of paying your bills. So then if you think about as a business, right, you yeah. might be you might have like perhaps like fifty to like a hundred bills just yeah. going in and out of your company, just perhaps like every single month, right? Mm. And then sometimes it's difficult to keep track of which ones you've paid, which ones you're paying for, which and then also from like which account and then whether or not they are fraudulent. So then oh. Gobble just helps with that process. Oh, right. And how does that relate to the NDIS? So they're a plan management company. So then they help yeah. manage the funds of the NDIS participants. Oh, right. gotcha. So gotcha. then they use the technology from Gobble and then they apply that to the NDIS participants. Oh, nice. That sounds so interesting. And what stage of the project are you in now? So we're actually set to complete the project in two weeks. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it's I guess it's nearing the end of the project. Mm. And then currently right now, we're just finalising all of our analysis, developing our final recommendations, and also mm. creating a slide deck, which we'll present to the client in week 12. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I enjoy... I guess university clubs and more specifically consulting clubs as mm. a whole because it's just a real world application of some of the concepts that you learn in class. So then I think some yeah. of the classes that you do in university are very deep rooted in theory mm. and then oftentimes it's very, I guess, difficult to find it enjoyable, especially when it's not really, um, especially when you're not getting that hands-on experience yeah. with apply, actually applying like those concepts to, I, I guess, a real world problem. So then consulting clubs just help you, I guess, have that experience. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what's your opinion on IB? On investment banking? Yeah. Um, I was actually considering investment banking going into university. Mm. But then I would say that at that point in my life, oh, I sound pretty old then, but yeah. like I would say that at that stage, I didn't have a clear understanding of what investment banking was. Yeah. And then I mainly wanted to do it simply because I knew some friends, like fathers who were in that Fathers. Field. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> or dads. But like, I would say that I, yeah. Yeah. I knew some people like in that field and yeah. I was like, oh, it seems pretty interesting, but I didn't have a good mm. understanding of it. Yeah. Right. And then, but I would say that there is some overlap between consulting and investment banking, but I would say that I found out that my passion, to put it simply, I found out that my passion doesn't really lie there anymore. Yeah. And would you say that your passion lies in consulting? I would say that right now, yeah, it does. And why do you like consulting? I would say that I like consulting a lot because I guess it's just the interaction with the clients, discovering, I guess, why they, I guess, created the business and then mm -hmm. like why they're doing what they're doing. And then also just helping them and creating like a tangible impact in their organization mm -hmm. is something which I find meaningful and something which I enjoy a lot. Yeah. yeah. And would you ever consider creating a business yourself? Whether I would consider creating a yeah. business. What's your view on startups? Yeah, um, I would say that I've definitely considered it, but it's definitely not something that I want to do unless I have an idea. Mm -hmm. So then I don't want to 
create a startup yeah, simply for creating a startup. You don't want to force startup. an idea. Yeah, I don't want to force an idea mm. or like simply create a startup simply because, oh, I want to be the CEO of my own company, right? <laughs> that would be pretty cool though. It would be pretty cool. Yeah. But like, I want to have an idea, which, yeah, yeah I definitely. feel passionate about, yeah. Wow, that's so cool. And what are your thoughts? I guess you've worked on two projects. Have you had like interactions with the founders of these projects? Yes. So actually, for both of the projects, mm. we worked directly with the founders. So oh. for Pori, we worked together with one of the co-founders. So then that was Sam. And then for Gobble as well, we're working directly with Shinden to, I guess, help him, I guess, increase his visibility in the market. Yeah. yeah. And did you talk to them about what motivated them to start their project? Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. So then um, with Shinden, it was very much because he wanted to, I guess he saw it, well, first and foremost, he saw it as like a good um, business opportunity. But then secondly, he it was also like a space which he was very passionate about because he knew a few people who were in the NEIS. Yeah. And then he wanted to create a, I guess, a plan management company, which directly address the needs and help them. Definitely creating something is really cool. Mm-hmm. But we just have to be very passionate about what we're doing and we can't give up once yeah. when we, you know, hit rock bottom, mm-hmm. you know. And that's often very hard because you feel like it might not pay off in the long term, like your efforts. Mm-hmm. But I guess it's just <laughs> keeping on going yeah. with what you're doing. And if you're passionate about something, I think it makes that process easier. Yeah. Yeah. I would say the riskiness is almost fun, though. Honestly, fun. Because then, like, if you would look back on it in the future, you'll be like, oh, this is like a stage where oh, I was pretty uncertain on whether or not I would succeed. But then yeah. I actually succeeded, right? So then it would be something which I think that you would probably feel very proud of. Yeah. Yeah. It's about the journey, not the destination. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you have any internships right now or anything lined up? Or do you have a part-time job? Um, I have... I guess an internship lined up for the summer, but Ooh. yeah. But what are then, you doing for it? Um, it's uh, it's with Monitor Deloitte. Ooh. Yeah, so it's with their Deloitte strategy arm, I guess, and then that's going to wow. be in management consulting. But then I would say right now I don't actually haven't actually done any internships apart from mm. yeah, but yeah. Nice. Are you excited for management consulting for Deloitte? Uh, yeah, I would say I'm pretty excited, honestly. Um, I don't know what to expect, honestly. I would say that I have a few expectations from my projects in Business One, but then I'm expecting it to be very different and there to be a lot of slide deck making. So then, yeah. Yeah. What's your opinion on slide deck making? Um, Do you like it? Do you not? I would say that it's definitely a good skill to develop. Yeah. But then I would say that definitely doing slide decks for a long period of time yeah isn't the most enjoyable thing for a project so mm-hmm. i would say that yeah they're definitely for projects they're definitely more interesting th- things to do such as like research and stuff but like yeah. slide deck making is very much an essential process mm-hmm. which i guess helps communicate your final ideas to your clients yeah, yeah. see i didn't even know slide decking was a thing before mm-hmm. i came to uni because in high school the presentations that we did we just search up images on google and drag it into powerpoint and 
like PowerPoint gives you templates oh, yeah? on how the image should be formatted mm-hmm. and you just click on one of them and it's so easy. Yeah. But then like slide decking and case comps. Oh my God, don't even get me started about case <laughs> comps. Yeah. How's your case comp experience been? Um, I would say that I've, yeah, I would say I've done a few case competitions. Mm. Yeah. And I would say that they're pretty enjoyable, honestly, but pretty stressful. Very stressful, actually. Very stressful. Nice. Yeah. Um, I know that you've won the BCG case comp. Mm-hmm. So do you mind telling us a little bit more about what you had to do in that case comp and how your team handled the case and mm-hmm. how you managed your time? Yeah, so the BCG case comp was focused on a company called Livestream. Mm-hmm. So then they were a personal safety app. So then basically helping you to feel safe in dangerous situations. So for example, if you're on a night owl and stuff, they have like some security features which would ensure that you would be able to access the help that you would need if you were ever in a dangerous situation. So then that's like helping you call emergency services or perhaps like contact, yeah, (laughs) emergency services or like location tracking and stuff like that. Isn't that just like Live360? Yeah, I would say essentially, like, Life360 was one of their biggest competitors. Uh, yeah. yeah. And nice. then the main, I guess, question that we had to address mm-hmm. was basically how that we can, I guess, increase the number of users on the app. So then that's, like, developing different recommendations on how they can further tailor their app to their target market. So then that was young people from um, ages, like, 15 to, like, 25 Nice. And what was the prize for winning? The prize? So the prize was a first round interview with BCG and $750 cash prize to be split evenly. What other case comps have you done? Did you do any in your first year? Yeah, I did a few in my first year. So I did the, I I did an MMI one actually. Oh, the GMCC? Yeah. So then the Global Microfinance Case Competition. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then that was... Yeah, a case competition focused around a microfinance firm. So then that was focused around EMI. So I'm not going to try pronounce the the company name like yeah, Pan- no, Pasana. Oh, okay. Yeah. So uh-huh. then that was a microfinance um, institution in Laos. Mm. Yeah. I think that's a project actually this year. EMI. Yes. Yeah. So then that's one of their long-standing clients, I think. Mm. Did you place in that one? Oh, uh, we were the campus winner for that one. Yay! <laughs> Thank you. That's so cool. And what are your thoughts on the Unimelb Commerce degree? Do you think it's a useful degree to have? Um, that was a bit of a random question. <laughs> Sorry, I just heard like some people said commerce is like such a not useful degree. Mm-hmm. I would say that in terms of my thoughts for commerce, there's... I guess it's currently the stigma that people only do commerce when they have no idea what they want to do. And then for some people, that might be true. However, for others, it might be a good segue to go into a lot of corporate jobs in the future. Well, Mm. yeah. So then, for example, if you want to do like management consulting or investment banking, I think it's a good degree to like help you develop a lot of the financial skills that you would need for those jobs as well. Yeah. But I would say that in terms of the usefulness of the degree, it's very much, it's very difficult to gauge, Mm -hmm. really, because that would also depend on the individual. So then like, which subjects that they're doing, how they actually manage the 
through with like other commitments and stuff. Mm, yeah, that's true. And do you reckon um, the commerce degree is the right degree for you? Yeah, yeah definitely. For sure. I was actually contemplating um, whether or not I should do science, so then Ooh. like engineering or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, or like computer science. But then I think for me, um, yeah, I would. I liked economics when I was in high school. Me so, too. Yeah. yeah. So then I chose commerce because it was a good way to like, I guess, continue studying economics mm-hmm. and then have like, I guess, enough breadth to do like other subjects within like um, other disciplines. Yeah. Yeah. Why did you like economics in high school? Oh, I would say that I liked economics because we did a lot of case studies. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then I would say that it's, 80% due to my economics teacher. Oh, yeah. that's so nice. Yeah, he very much made the class very enjoyable and made it um, something which was very interesting. So then, mm. like, most days in class, he would talk about, like, a recent article mm. that came out or, like, yeah, so then print out, like, articles from, like, The Economist or something like that, which yeah. we could, like, read. So it was very interesting to see, I guess, how the theories and how the what we were studying in class could be like applied to real life and then also just yeah it was just an enjoyable class overall oh i loved econ economics in high school as well it was like my favorite class because it was so fun yeah it's like learning about because before studying economics we all we have was like chemistry yeah and like math mm-hmm. and none of them really related to what was happening in the real world i guess i was in year 11 in 2020 and that mm. was during like all the pandemic stuff yeah so echo really helped us to understand like what was happening around the world yeah definitely yeah, i remember learning about like monetary policy in class and then hearing like interest rate got dropped yeah and i was like oh i actually know like what that means which mm. is like so cool yeah also do you read the economist i used to read it a lot more same yeah so i had same. like a i have a subscription actually no i like listening to money talks on economist oh yeah it's so good yeah they were talking about like esgs this morning <laughs> and we had just done the comp case company oh, esgs for fmaa yeah, nice. so i was like oh my god i know what they're talking about mm-hmm. yeah how did but, you find like keeping in touch with your new zealand friends i would say that um i moved to melbourne actually with a few of my new zealand friends oh. so then like i'm still very much like in contact with them and I like, mm. talk to them very regularly yeah but then I would say that for a lot of other friends it's very much like a maybe uh once every like month or like once every week kind of conversation because it's really? like difficult to I guess keep track of things and then mm. also like talk to them as much as I did in high school with like yeah our different commitments and then, you see them every day in high school and then yeah after you graduate yeah and then I would say a lot of my friends they went like everywhere so mm-hmm. I have a few in America I have one of the Netherlands you know whoa yeah that's so cool so then it's like difficult to talk to them with the time difference and then also yeah. it's because yeah we kind of just want to like live our lives in like whatever country yeah. we're in yeah you just get, I feel like what I found is I just get so occupied with uni and clubs and yeah. like my friends here mm-hmm. and college life that I just kind of neglect keeping yeah. in touch with people, which is so bad on my behalf. But yeah, I need to work on that. Yeah. It's not really manageable to like keep in contact with all your high school yeah, friends. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Like I had a pretty big social group. Like Yeah. Yeah. And then like, talking to, like I 
in high school, I didn't even talk to all, like all of them regularly. Mm, that's so true. But, then, but it makes it easy because you see them around school and you're like, yeah. say hi and everything. So it doesn't feel like it's been too long. Mm. Yeah. Do you, do you feel like Melbourne changed you? Yeah. For the better? Or I would leave that up to like <laughs> someone else's judgment. But um, I would say that after coming to Melbourne, I'm a lot more independent. Mm. But I would say there was a part of me that was always independent or yeah. like seeking to be independent but because I came to Melbourne I went straight to like living alone right yeah. and then managing my own time and stuff like that it definitely changed me a bit yeah. yeah see I feel the same I feel like I'm much more independent as well so you didn't stay out of college in your first year you just went straight to living alone yeah how did you find like from living with your family to living alone it's honestly it's not that scary I think there yeah, are. A lot I love of, to live alone. Yeah. yeah, there are definitely moments where you do miss your family, mm. but then I would say that's a part of just mo- moving out of your like family home yeah. in general, and yeah. then being independent as well. Like I think it's very important that you actually keep in contact with a few friends, right? Because like mm. sometimes living alone can be isolating. Yeah. Right. So it's just like making sure that you're not like isolating yourself in your house too yeah, much. That's but, yeah. true. And how have you found like? keeping in contact with your family because for me it's like difficult finding a mm-hmm. block of time that's long enough to have a decent chat mm. with your family members yeah and especially like my dad's overseas my mom's in Brisbane my brothers are in Brisbane my grandparents are overseas mm-hmm. that when I was in Brisbane it was easy to like video call them yeah once a week for like a long period of time because we're all like I suppose we're all together Mm-hmm. in one place and they're all together in the other place yeah but then now I'm like away from like everyone else it's mm-hmm. like difficult facetiming so many people mm. like once a week because it takes up a lot of time so I feel like I haven't been that's so this is so bad but like I feel like I haven't been making my best effort to keep in touch with like all my family and stuff I would so. say I'm the same because mm-hmm. it's very difficult I think to I guess make time for them which it sounds really bad but then I yeah. think a lot of the times you get wrapped up yeah in, I guess in your new life and then mm. I think they're pretty understanding right but then I think now I'm like with my mom I'm like making time every single week to at least call her once and then have a long chat right yeah 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 but then I think sometimes it's like yeah I definitely miss talking to her every day yeah but then at the same time it's like I guess as an adult, it's like kind of a part of, yeah, Yeah. it's inevitable and a part of growing up. So that's all for today. Um, Thank you so much for listening and thank you so much to Carly for coming onto our podcast. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. Yeah, see you guys next time. Uh, Hopefully you guys have enjoyed this and learned something out of it. But yeah, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye, guys.